You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jaysrunnercoach.com. Back with you, hopefully without the interruption of my roommate's attention-hungry Kita. Y'all know her as Kitty co-host, but uh, I am alone in the recording studio complex that I call home. And given the very codependent relationship between my roommate and the cat, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting weekend. So... She may be making more than one appearance this week. We shall see. Anyway, I am playing a little bit of catch up from the stuff I missed this week. So I want to talk about the Gold Glove and Silver Slugger awards that were dished out by MLB this week. Uh, we will be talking about the races for the big awards. Uh, you know, MVP, Cy Young, Manager of the Year, Rookie of the Year. A couple of Blue Jays are involved in those races. You may have heard of that. We'll be talking about that um, this weekend, but I want to focus on the team awards. They were handed out this week, and let's start with the Blue Jay that did get an award. Might as well lead off with the happy, right? Um, the Silver Sluggers were announced yesterday as of recording, and I don't know about y'all, but... I was a little surprised that the Blue Jays actually did pick up one of those shiny silver bats. And I can't say it wasn't entirely undeserved. That's the thing. But I think a lot of Blue Jays followers are just conditioned like, you know, they're not going to get the uh, attention from the national media unless they're winning World Series or division titles or anything like that. So... When the news came out that Teoscar Hernandez was a Silver Slugger winner, um, first of all, uh, basically just the, it's a shiny silver feather in the cap of all those Teoscar believers from the start of the season. I, I can't call myself one of them. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm willing to see how this battle shakes out. And then, you know, the Blue Jays can make moves as needed. But... I was just as ready to say the Blue Jays need to go all out to sign Marcelo Zuna as opposed to the Blue Jays need to just lock up Teoscar Hernandez. But, you know, Teoscar did exactly what he needed to do going into the season. And again, it's a season that we all thought, you know, we'll, we'll see how it rides. Um, he's going to be battling Derek Fisher and um, Anthony Alford, and we'll see how he does. Um, yeah, that turned out to be a pretty one-sided battle. That, um, like, I'm, I'm trying to put it in a context that I think would be understood, but um, it's, it's hard to come up with one that really translates. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not as good with my uh with my thorough beatdown references. 
Um, it's like Beth Harmon taking on anyone in the state of Kentucky in The Queen's Gambit. There we go. Watch The Queen's Gambit, by the way. It's very good. Anya Taylor-Joy is a very good actress. So check that out. Also, if you want to see uh, Jojen Reed from Game of Thrones do a really cute attempt at a Texas accent, that's in there. So, you know, Queen's Gambit gets a definite recommendation from someone who does not watch a lot of TV. So I hope that carries weight. Um, but yeah, I think this is exactly why people potentially feared trading away Teoscar Hernandez or, you know, we're, we're worried that giving up on him at this rate would be like giving up on Jose Bautista. Um, and to be fair, Teoscar had to do a lot of work to justify that belief. He had to get better at recognizing breaking balls and not swinging at them. He had to get better plate discipline. And for the most part, he succeeded at that. And he succeeded to the tune where he hit 16 home runs in what I believe to be 50 games. So, yeah, 50 games. I'm right. Um, he batted 289, which on the Blue Jays is like batting 330. And his average of, of 11.9 at-bats per home run was fourth in the league behind... Luke Voigt, Nelson Cruz, and Mike Trout. And two of those guys also won Silver Sluggers. And the only and the reason Luke Voigt didn't is because he can't actually hit for average. And Jose Abreu can. So Yeah. Definitely got more more swings on the ball. Um like I said, he he started he started getting more patient. Like he started putting better wood on the ball. His walk rate actually dropped in 2020. He went from a 9.7 walk rate in 2019 to a 6.8 in 2020. But the 30.4 strikeout rate, lowest of his career. That's a big thing. And, you know, again, just, just allowing himself kind of to kind of wait to you know let let the pitches come to him to not feel like he had to chase anything immediately like it, it was clear he was able to, to get better wood on the ball than he was before and you know if you look at his fan graphs that bears out he barreled up 17.8 percent of the balls he hit and of the ones that were hard hit 52.7% of them were hard hit, both the highest of his career. So he was able to see those balls clearer. He was able to get better wood on them. And, you know, I again, just, just get, getting that view makes pitchers treat you more honestly, makes, makes them you know, more afraid. And once pitchers couldn't start going to that, that curveball on him and just know that, that, that would be, that would be the end of it. That is when, you know, things started really taking off for him. And, you know, that, 
wasn't popping a lot of balls up. He wasn't missing them. He was getting that good wood on them. And that's what you have to do to be able to, to you know, hit balls with authority. So a, a silver slugger is a worthy reward for him. And, you know, we'll have to see how opposing pitchers are able to adjust because, you know, um, again, going back to fan graphs, uh, Teoscar hammered the crap out of a lot of fastballs this year. Like, his, his ability to create runs above average on a fastball was a stupidly insane for Fangraph's 13.1. His, um, he only had two other plus pitches this season. That was 2.1 against a changeup and 0.2 against the split-fingered fastball. Still, still has a bit of a problem with like the slider and the curveball, but he hit it well enough because he was able to identify those fastballs that a lot of times he was just taken for strikes. And again, if he's able to keep doing that, if he's able to show that discipline and not, you know, miss those balls in the strike zone when they come to him, that's going to be the key to sustaining his success. That's going to be the key to him being this piece for the Blue Jays going forward, as opposed to just a one-year wonder like Eric Kinski. Yeah, I'm pulling Eric Kinski out. I don't care. Whatever. Um... To to make the transition, uh, since Eric Hinsky was an infielder that eventually became an outfielder, we're going to be talking about another player who made such a progression. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So while Teoscar Hernandez was successful in getting his award, there is a Blue Jay who was not um, in the gold glove category, the only Blue Jay to qualify. Again, it was a little surprising. It's not Kevin Biggio because he didn't play enough at one position. It's not Bo Bichette because no, it's, it's not Vladimir Guerrero Jr. No, no. What'd you thinking? Um... No, uh, Lourdes Guerrero Jr. actually qualified and was a finalist in left field. Now, it was going to be an uphill battle for Lourdes Guerrero because Alex Gordon was also in the category and he announced he was retiring and he's generally regarded as one of the best defensive outfielders of all time on the level of, like, a Carl Yastrzemski. So it wasn't exactly in the cards for Lourdes Guerrero Jr. to be able to unseat that king on his way out. That that royal was going to get one last crown. But it says something to the growth that Lourdes Guerrero showed in his efforts on defense. And... When MLB.com announced the finalists, I mean, they basically just just said it could be summed up uh, by Guerrero's arm. And um, they specifically pointed out the play uh, against Tampa Bay on August 21st, that one where he just air, 
airman that ball from like the left field corner and nailed Yandy Diaz at the plate, which was hilarious. But it's it's not entirely emblematic of what Gurriel was able to do. We've seen other great plays from Gurriel. He's he's been able to to finally use some of that speed he has to cover up ground and make catches, even if he's not taking the right routes. And you know he still hasn't played a first a full season in left field, so he's still going to be learning those routes. But the fact that he was able to show enough as is to show that cannon of an arm, which between him and Teoscar. You run on the Blue Jays at your own peril. They may take some really, really questionable routes to balls, but once they get them, you better know exactly where you are and what you can do because they will unleash from the outfield. And if you're not thinking properly, you're going to be DOA, whether at second or third or wherever you're trying to go, just because they do not make it easy to advance. And that's... That's something I'm actually really excited about for the Blue Jays. Because if you can start turning some of those doubles into singles or turning a triple into a double, it makes it so much easier on your pitching staff when they don't have to continuously worry about runners in scoring position. Not a single is going to cost a run. So having that kind of weaponry in the outfield is very exciting. And yeah, Gordon was, like I said, he was always going to win it, but... The fact that Gurriel showed this much growth in his one year in the outfield at the major league level, that's, again, a very wonderful sign for the Blue Jays. Outfield was such a huge question mark going into spring training this year. Feels like a lifetime ago, you know, back when people just went without masks everywhere, but... It seems like, if nothing else, the 2020 season for the Blue Jays answered those questions in the outfield to the point where now there are more questions on the infield and and they're mostly about trying to acquire all-star caliber shortstops. So it's a nice problem to have. And again, we'll see if Gurriel's able to continue that kind of growth that we've seen out of him because... I mean, I know I would be very happy if he wants to continue doing that because that's an easy way to get his bat into the lineup. And, you know, he he's just someone we need to be able to see in general. But, yeah, it it will it will it will take a lot off the mind of the Blue Jays front office knowing that you know, they they have those corners basically set. That they don't have to worry that if Gurriel continues playing the way he did, he's going to show that much more growth and be that much more comfortable in left field. And again, that that's just another reason to be hopeful for this club. And I like it. And I want to continue being hopeful. I want to continue being positive with this team. I like that feeling. I want to continue having it. So maybe, just maybe, you know, as we as we reach the end of 2020, we can start allowing ourselves to feel hopeful a little bit more. In, in just general. And that would be cool. 
see what happens. Anyway, thank you for seeing what happened in this episode of the podcast. Just a reminder, you can subscribe to it on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, you can subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. You can also follow it on Facebook and Twitter at LockedOnJays. All the links are posted on Twitter. And you can follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because, as always... Twitter is dumb, but we press on. So until the next time we talk about more positive things for the Pleaches, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to tonight's episode. And y'all take care.